0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino and kyle krabs from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this thursday edition of the show continuing the february mock draft with picks 11 through 20 kyle welcome yo what's up raj man you said raj about 400 times in your twitch yesterday sounded like alvin from alvin and the chipmunks man that was hey. uh That (laughs)
1: brash there it was that was it here's the joke it wasn't an audio function i just did the whole thing like that anyway
0: only explanation
1: yeah yeah i actually i that kind of pissed me off because i did i did a twitch and i did two games of jalen ferguson the defensive end for la tech and it was lsu mississippi state like they're good games like they're they're games that carry a lot of weight for that dude's film and i'm like two minutes in and somebody goes Yo, did you suck on some helium or something? I'm like, <laughs> what? So I turn on the, the volume, and I sound like Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I don't know why. So I wrapped up the Twitch, and Joe, we immediately hopped on this to record yeah. Draft Dudes for today. And I changed nothing. And you hop on and go, hey, how do I sound? And you're like, yeah, it's good. <clears throat> so I have no idea why. Yeah. I don't know what it did. Disappointing. I thought I
0: was gonna have the, the this new voice with me for this, and then hey, how you doing? Yeah, well, yeah. Just feel free, feel free to do that the whole time, you know. And okay. Bang. Oh jeez. Oh
1: boy. <laughs> let's bang take to the bangles. <laughs> you ready to go? Uh,
0: I yeah. You to make some picks, Brash. Well,
1: let's make some picks, Brash. Let's make some picks. All right, so let's recap the picks from yesterday, Joe. I'm making the first pick, so that naturally means you now have to recap picks 1 through 10.
0: All right, number 1, Cardinals, Nick Bosa. Number 2, 49ers, Josh Allen. Number 3, Jets, Quinn and Williams. Number 4, Raiders, Rashawn Gary. Number 5, Tampa Bay, Ed Oliver. The Giants at number 6, Jawan Taylor. Number 7, the Jaguars, Kyler Murray. Number 8, the Lions, Greedy Williams. Number 10, the Bills, Jonah Williams. Number 10, the Broncos, Drew Locke. It is important to let you know this is a predictive mock.
1: Yes. So don't be mad at us. Be mad at the tea leaves because that's what we're reading when we make these picks, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. So uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. And rejoice, Cincinnati. You're not getting Devin White. For the first time in like any mock draft that I've ever done since like literally September, I'm not going to give you guys Devin White, the linebacker from LSU. And the reason why is y'all went out and you hired Zach Taylor to be your quarterback or guru, your quarterback guru, which means you need a new quarterback because Andy Dalton ain't it. So give me Dwayne Haskins, who surprisingly made it past the Jacksonville Jaguars on account of Joe's pick of Kyler Murray. So the Bengals picking Dwayne Haskins... As he falls outside the top ten, and Drew Locke goes the pick before because John Elway is going to get honey potted by a really strong natural arm again.
0: Kyle, I gave them uh, Cody Ford in my mock draft on the Draft Network on Monday, so I went I went away from the Devin White thing there as well too.
1: So maybe, maybe variety is we'll the something. spice of life. That's yeah, what they say.
0: Uh, this might be the easiest pick I've done so far. Green Bay Packers, number twelve. Uh, they have no edge rushing ability whatsoever on this team. No. They got some good no. interior guys, good interior rushers, but nobody that's going to beat offensive tackles 1v1. Well, I got a dude that can do that. I'm talking about Brian Burns, mm. edge rusher, Florida State. Kyle is heartbroken because I bet you that's what he wanted to do at 13. Oh, well, he's not going to have the chance because he's a Green Bay Packer. I, I did this. Uh, what was it? I did my scouting report for him or something in the last week, and uh, people on Twitter were like, Jamal Reynolds 2.0, like get out of here with yeah, that. full shit. Like they're full shit. I have no idea what Jamal Reynolds has to do with Brian Burns. Like it's an endless. Co- We're never gonna get ahead of this conversation where people scout helmets and jerseys as opposed to football players, and somehow believe that. Jamal Reynolds from 10, 15 years ago has anything to do with Brian Burns, who played for a different coaching staff, and is, more importantly, a completely different human being. This is one of the most technically refined pass rushers in this class. He is unbelievably bendy. He's long. He uses all of his physical traits to his, his to maximize his ability to get after the passer. He's lighter guy, but he doesn't really necessarily have issues with play strength. This is a good football player and a steal for the Packers at
1: twelve. All right, so here's what we're going to do to begin to to combat this, right? Because this narrative has come up with Brian Burns and the fact that people are going to nay-say him based on somebody that came 15 years ago that was meaningless, right? Yeah. Do you remember last year when this was a thing with Saquon Barkley and Kajana Carter? <laughs> I, yeah. It, yeah. Every, yeah? And like every Kajana year. played like 92 to 94? I'm going to start just replying like Franco Harris, 1969 to 1971. Lenny Moore, 1953 to 1955. Uh, Larry Johnson, 99 to 2000. Kurt Warner, 79 to 82. And just reference like the really good players from like 60 years ago. <laughs> and just shut up. Just stop it. It's that's stupid. that's from now on, somebody gives you a helmet scouting report. Go back in history and find the best player in the history of the school that played that position, and hopefully it's a good football player at the NFL. And we could be like, well, I guess you're wrong. Based on your own thought process, you've got some holes in your theory. The Dolphins are on the clock, and you picked my player. Yeah. So now I'm in a difficult spot because I'm looking up and down the board. Uh, three quarterbacks are off the board. There ain't no way in hell I'm taking Daniel Jones. Nope. <laughs> Not going to happen. Predictive, though, Kyle. Come on now. I know. And the Dolphins aren't going to do it either because they're taking a 2020 <laughs> quarterback. Um, edge rusher makes a lot of sense. And you broke my heart with Brian Burns. But there is a guy who's on the board that I think is a fairly clean projection. A guy that will probably, I would expect, average 7 to 10 sacks a year. And that's Cleveland Farrell. And that's the pick that I am going to make because this team swung and missed hard when it came down to drafting Charles Harris two years ago. Chris Greer got a promotion within the front office. You've got a new head coach, defensive-minded coach. And this philosophy, I expect, is going to center a lot around physical play up front. The Belichickian tree has always come down to you have to play strong in the center of your defense. The heart of your defense has to be strong. And then the play, you know, you can't let teams beat you up the middle because it really stresses your defense. So a guy that can play along the defensive line, be a really stout run uh, stuffer, and also a guy that's going to bring you length and some pass rush plan at the defensive end position, Cleveland Farrell of the Miami Dolphins at 13. All
0: right, so there you go. Uh, Kyle, you know, I just wanted to remind you about Gaines Adams. and uh, um, Stop uh, it. (laughs) Who's the other one? I guess Shaq Lawson. and uh, Oh, no. Yeah. Who's
1: the other one? There's a, I can't, wh- <laughs> you're looking it up. We can't move on until we have this name. Yeah. My, my, uh, my production or my producer. Cause the Tampa- is it buck, a buck, Buccaneers player. Cause they always get mad da- at you. Da- da- Daquan Bowers.
0: Daquan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was
1: supposed to be the greatest don't, thing. Since don't forget the- about Philip Merling too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Endless list. So that, you know, Cleveland fairly naturally cannot succeed in the NFL. Because he played defensive end of Clemson. Okay. All right. The Atlanta Falcons, number 14. This uh, pick, no matter what you do here, has got to be offensive line or defensive line. And to me, uh, I really like it, being predictive here. I can see them going with the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with Christian Wilkins from Clemson. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this I like is. A- it. It's a culture guy, right? Like he's a good football player. It gives them that penetrating ability. Whether they bring Grady Jarrett back or not, they need more guys in that in the middle of that defense, especially because they have smaller, speedier linebackers. So you want to make sure you're stout up front. But uh, I, I really think that Dan Quinn would gravitate towards a culture guy like Christian Wilkins and I took a lot of crap from Falcons fans in my mock draft on Monday. I gave him J- Jeffrey Simmons, which the position makes sense but they're like, "No, nah, Dan Quinn's never going to take the guy that has the the red flags off the field." Well, all right, let's let's correct that and I give you the most probably one of the top culture guys in the entire class that's worth the pick and uh really helps them get that defensive tackle position right.
1: Yeah, I don't like this pit or I don't like this pick because I was hoping to make this pick a little later. Oh, I'm sorry. So you, you've you really screwed the pooch for our Cleveland Browns. I hope wow. you're pleased with yourself.
0: You have to do something else. So. I
1: hope you're pleased. All right, so the Redskins. Yep. On the clock. This team needs wide receiver, interior offensive line, safety, edge, and quarterback. Well, it ain't going to be a quarterback. What I could see here, and this is a very Washington thing to do, Joe, is take a wide receiver. There's a guy on the board. DK Metcalf, somehow still on the board at 15, is the best skilled player, in my opinion, in the 2019 NFL draft. And the Redskins wide receiver core has Josh Doxson, career underachiever, Paul Richardson, guy with some durability concerns. But both those guys are cut from the same cloth in that they're like long and wiry and they're jump ball guys down the field. Joe, I know you've seen pictures of DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you heard this, but he could bench 100 pounds in first grade. Mm-hmm. So like he could do like two Ben Solax in first grade, <laughs> just do bench press. <laughs> Give me DK Metcalf here, because I think that's a guy that just it meets a position of need. And as far as the the skill level, I think the value's appropriate here. All right. And I already I already know where you're going with the Panthers at sixteen,
0: do you? Yes, do, I
1: do. But do you go you? ahead. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Oh, do
0: you, Kyle? I yes, don't think I you do. do. No, do. you don't. You don't know. You don't know. Write it down on a piece of paper. Actually, just be honest with me. I'm gonna make the pick here. You tell me if I uh, I did what you thought I was gonna do for the Panthers at sixteen. This is a team that has a lot of different needs. They have needs on the offensive line. They have needs at edge rusher. They have needs at safety. And so I think they're in a unique position to let the draft come to them and take the highest rated player at one of those spots because I think they're all of, of very high importance. Arguably, edge rusher the most, but when you took Cleveland Farrell for the uh, Dolphins at 13, kind of left me in a peculiar spot, and I'm not necessarily loving Ja'Kai Polite for them in this spot. So for me, what I want to do is I want to go back to the offensive line here and go with Cody Ford from Oklahoma. And it, the, the Panthers have a lot of, like, very – big issues on this offensive line. Daryl Williams is a free agent. Matt Khalil blows. Ryan Khalil retired. They don't really have a left guard. Like, the only thing that they have right now is Taylor Moton, who actually had a really good season last year, and Trey Turner. Like, the other three spots are really up in air. And they need – I mean, Cam, He's he, injuries – Continue to mount like they need to keep him upright, and then their best player, arguably on offense right now, is Christian McCaffrey. So making sure that he continues to have the space that he needs to be the catalyst for the offense. I think you got to make sure this offensive line's right. So I think you can get Cody Ford. You can put him at right tackle, put Taylor Moton at left tackle. You have that that problem solved, or you can put him at guard and solve that issue. So to me, I, I like I like the value here, I like how the board fell for them to go with Cody Ford, and I think it probably uh, helps them a
1: ton, uh, get this offense on schedule. Joe, do me a favor. Yeah. Check the time right now. What does it say? 247 p.m. 247. Check your Twitter DMs. Okay. 246.
0: What's it say? Cody Ford, no matter what. Guess I thought what? you were going to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> you got it. Woo! But I see. I thought you were going to think I was going to go with Nazi Radderley. I did. That was my nah. prediction of your prediction of what I was going to do. Not nah, Brosh. All right. We got it
1: on lock. All right. Very All good. All right. Cleveland Browns on the clock at 17. And Joe, you our broke Browns. my heart. Yeah. Our Browns. Excuse me. Our Cleveland Browns on the clock. Yep. And you broke my heart at 14 by drafting Christian Wilkins. Well, I could make the case for Jeffrey Simmons because the Browns do need a guy on the interior that plays next to Larry Ogunjobi, who is one of our favorite football guys, right? You know, one of your favorite interviews that you've ever done. Yep. But I'm sitting here and I'm looking at value on the board, Joe. You just got done talking about value on the board. And there's a player in a position of need for the Cleveland Browns, Devin White, that's staring me in the face. And this is a pick that I just – I cannot bring myself to pass over. Devin White is very, very physical. And I think he's taken a lot of steps forward – As far as his mental processing, I know you're a little more skeptical, Joe, but I did like what I saw. And the Browns linebackers, they've got Joe Schoer. We don't know what the status is with Jamie Collins and we don't know what the status is with Christian Kirksey. So there is a little bit of a need here at linebacker like low key and you take Devin white. You're going to solve that need pretty quickly in my opinion.
0: All right. I'm up with the Minnesota Vikings here at number 18. And, uh, Arifas, Arif, well, you know what I'm doing here. I do know what you're doing. Go ahead. Arif Hassan, Vikings writer for the Athletic, uh, spent a lot of time with him at the Senior Bowl. And going into the event, he said, "Joe, who are the best zone blocking offensive linemen here?" Because I I mean, everybody knows that the the Vikings have a huge need at offensive line. It's really held this team back for a couple seasons now. And uh, uh, you know, they got uh, Kubiak, Gary Kubiak, in in the fray now as the assistant head coach. So they're gonna to go to this zone run scheme, and uh, there's a a player in this draft that probably projects as one of the best zone blockers I've I've ever seen. I'm talking about Garrett Bradbury from NC State, uh, I think he can step right in and be that starting center for them. Amazing ability to reach block, amazing ability to block on the move, get out in space, and uh, his his lateral mobility is so impressive in pass pro. I I mean, I just think it's a perfect, neat, you know, match made in heaven here. Value, I think, that you could put a Pat lane at guard and, and get better in two spots here. So uh, this would be a big, big step, I think, in the right direction for getting this Vikings interior offensive line on track.
1: Very predictable pick, but I don't hate it. I'm not hating. I just want to be very clear, transparent. Tennessee Titans now on the clock at 19. And Joe, this is probably the easiest pick that I've had to make so far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm looking at this team, I'm looking at this roster, I'm looking at some of the the losses that they're taking this offseason. They need pass rush. And I got two options here. The question really comes down to which would the Titans rather have? Ja'Kai Polite or Montez Sweat? And I'll extrapolate that on a little further and say, which guy could I see going higher in the draft class? And you think back to Marcus Davenport, who was a senior bowl participant last year. And we didn't think he had a great week, but the traits were all very apparent. And then he had good athletic testing. And I do think Montez Sweat's going to have pretty good athletic testing for a guy of, of his stature. I don't necessarily know what his change of direction skills are going to be. And I think he's got more length than Ja'Kai Polite. Um, but We've heard some speculation that Ja'Kai may have a little bit more red tape. And I don't want to quote anything directly because that would be very irresponsible of me to do, but it is just rumblings. And you know, you you do need to take that into account and Montez sweat by all accounts is a high character guy. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Montez sweat to play edge for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think he can really fill either the, probably more of the Derek Morgan role versus the Brian Arakpo, the Brian Arakpo of recent years. Maybe he could step into that. Absolutely. No problem. But they certainly need some help on the edge. All right, we're
0: going to close things up here. Number 20 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is that perfect marriage moment, Kyle Love. Best player on the board meets position of need, position of glaring need for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Talking about cornerback, they're getting Byron Murphy from Washington here. Um, man, like <laughs> the this, the coverage blunders for the Steelers last season, I know they had like a decent defense overall. But, like, they just couldn't stop giving up big plays. Joe Hayden's a, a free agent after next season. He's in his early 30s. Hardy Burns is clearly a bust, can't cover anyone. Cody has not proven anything. Cam Sutton has been bad, and when he's his best opportunity to succeed is going to be from the slot. Like, we need another outside guy here uh, uh, because there's none. There's literally none on the Steelers roster. And so the way that this fell has um, it, been perfect for the Steelers to get Byron Murphy, who you and I both like a ton – Uh, really excels in a variety of techniques, so smooth, uh, so fluid, good ball skills. He's aggressive, and I think he can really help get a a position here for the Steelers. that has been a problem for a long time on the right track. So Byron Murphy to the Steelers at 20.
1: Well, now here's my closing question. That was our last pick of today's show. The Steelers, they've kind of been a weird team with drafting defense, right? Seems like they really value certain things. Are you concerned at all as far as predictability of this pick that Murphy's quote unquote too small to check the boxes to be a Steelers corner? Man, I, you
0: know, I thought that's the one thing that I, was in, is obviously in the back of my mind when I think about it. But like, how long, how many times can you can you miss at a certain position and like continue to think that your way is the right way to do it? Like, if there ever was a time for them to go off script and self scout and maybe get this right. This is like their chance to do it. Like and I know John has, John Ledger's joked about like Lonnie Johnson being the pick because he's a physical, big, long uh, corner from a, you know Kentucky in the SEC. That's kind of like what they gravitate towards. But like, go against the grain because whatever you're doing is not working. So there's my rationale.
1: Okay, and I I don't disagree with you, but it is something that I I have had difficulty with vetting when it comes chance. To make that pick because I'm like, yeah. oh, like I just don't know if Pittsburgh is going to do that because he doesn't seem like their type of guy based on what they've been attracted to in the past.
0: Yeah, no, I get I understand that, too. So,
1: But sometimes the best thing you can do is self scout yourself and realize when you're being dumb and drafting guys because they're big and long instead of being able to cover. I digress. Uh, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Draft Dudes podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed This second portion of the first round mock draft, which we are doing courtesy of the Draft Network's mock draft machine, which debuts for all of you on February 25th, which will be here before you know it. If you would like a daily reminder, just hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Come back. I will tell you every single day until it is here, and you will love us when it comes. I promise and guarantee it is a super cool tool, very interactive, very immersive. You guys are going to have a great time with it. Kyle Krabs at Grind and Tape with Joe Marino at the Joe Marino. And we'll be back again tomorrow on Friday to wrap up this three-part series.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.